Welcome to the Health Sprout Podcast, the journey to better health. My name is Dr. Eric Richards, a former financial advisor turned chiropractor, health advocate and advisor. Each week here on this podcast, you will hear mind-blowing interviews as well as actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life to become a more informed advocate for your own health and wellness. Thanks for joining me today. Now, let's jump into today's topic. Then we can check the time as well because I talk too long. Cool. Thanks, Emily, team member Emily. Hey, guys. uh, Dr. Eric Richards here back with the Health Sprout podcast, Journey to Better Health. Hey, I'm alone today. So it's just me. Um, Oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. (laughs) Hold on a second. Special. Special. Where did you guys come from? Special guests. Special guests. Hey, so today with me for this podcast, we're going to talk about fitness and a life. A lifetime of fitness is the goal. I want to talk about that. Um, I've got two people with me. First one I'll introduce here. I've known um, I've known this man for uh, a decade plus a couple. So I don't know. 12, Forty-two years. Forty-two years. Yeah. A decade plus a couple. Yep. Um, so uh, we've we've been in business together. We've uh, we've raced races together. We've had. You know other weird projects together. Um, men's group. We do men's group together, so we've talked uh, very openly and transparently about life. So that's Andy McCann. Andy McCann, nice to meet you guys. So Andy, real quick, um, before I introduce our next guest, um, would you just want to start with this? Would you say that you have any kind of knowledge, uh, or at least you have some relevance in the world of fitness? No. Okay, good. I thought you'd say that. That's right. <laughs> I wanted to ask that. Yes. I assumed you'd give me a note. And then my next guest, I've known actually for 40, uh, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't really age. know when knowing happens. I know my age, but I'm not sure that at, at like three months that I knew anything or knew of anything. So sometime when I gained knowledge of an awareness of my surroundings is when I, I knew this, this guy. This is my father, <laughs> Glenn, <laughs> Glenn Richards. <laughs> yep. Richard. You're supposed to say, I am your father now, because he's doing the noise. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. You didn't hear yep. the Darth Vader noise? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a bad joke. That's so, my dad joke. Hey, it's uh, for those who are paying attention, this podcast is being, you know, I don't know when we're actually putting it out, but we're recording it right after Halloween, too. And I was Darth Vader. Actually, I was Darth Eric. I saw that. Um, and I was I was formal Darth Eric, wore a suit and the whole thing. Nice. So anyways, back over to Glenn, um, <laughs> as we, we just hijacked your introduction. So Glenn Richards, my father, uh, for all the years that I've been on the planet, um, and... <laughs> Real quick, Dad, um, any thoughts on why I invited you to be part of this podcast? Well, the, from the title of your presentation, I guess I health and fitness over the years. Yep. I feel that maybe I'm the oldest one in the room. Yep. So probably he is, by, that, the way. by the that, way. That's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. So, but He's got you there. You're the oldest one in the room, and you're also um, still actively pursuing fitness, you know, on a somewhat, yes, that's, that's true. somewhat I, daily basis. I play tennis. So. Uh, Twice a week, I ride my bike. One day a week. On the Silver Comet Trail. 20 miles uh, at a shot. And uh, I try to maintain an average speed of 11 miles an hour. Which, that's what I, that's my jogging backwards speed. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Well, that's <laughs> just <kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, the rivalry. I love it. <laughs> so, um, so, actually, yeah. So, the reality is, I thought you might think that's why I brought you. But the reality is, I just brought you because I'm so focused on fitness that I want people to know that, you know, you're, you're partially responsible for that. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, I did bring you here because you're <laughs> 77 years old, 
and still actively pursuing fitness on a pretty regular basis. So that yeah. was, how many days a week was that for activity then? Three. Yeah. Doing exercises that, uh, where I go out of the yard to do it. Yeah. Gotcha. And uh, around the yard, I'm still gardening and doing things to uh, keep active. Excellent. Working outdoors. And I think we're going to segue, not yet, but we got to remember to use that as our segue later into lifetime functional fitness. Oh, yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. So, all right, well, let's, let's, uh, let's get this thing started off. What I, want to, what I want to do is I want to first kind of pull back to um, uh, the relationship that Andy and I have. And um, then we're just going to talk about that for a little bit and kind of go from there. And then we're going to jump all the way back to kind of what we all did as, you know, in our youth and kind of grow it up from that point. So, sure. So Andy and I, we, we, we were adventure racing, and it's so funny because it was recently that we were talking about like what, who got us into adventure racing. Yeah. I think Andy thought I got him into adventure yes. racing, and I thought he got me into adventure racing. Chicken and or the I, egg. I think in the end, actually, it was Shane Stewart who got both of us in. I don't believe that's true because I don't think Shane does any no. health and fitness. He just Well, he doesn't. Yeah, no. okay. He, he, he does, <laughs> just kidding, he, Shane. He does push-ups to try to maintain the appearance of health and fitness. He does really <laughs> sweet push-ups, yes. Uh, but no, but I, I do, it was weird because I, 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 I did this adventure race. So for those who don't know what adventure races, this is not obstacle course racing. I don't most people, they get it confused. Like, oh, the obstacle, I do tough mutters. Well, there is an <laughs> obstacle in it, so it's not quite wrong, but it's not, not the exactly same. Not the same. same. Yeah, not exactly. The same. Um, so so the, uh, the way to look at it is if you're out in the woods and you have a compass and a map, and you're going to use the map and the compass to navigate yourself um, through different points, and those points might create additional challenges because of obstacles or because of the terrain itself. Which is typically because there's a mountain. The obstacle is or there is a river. Or you have not slept for 14 hours. Yeah. Or 30. Right? Or 30. We did that. Yeah. yeah. So, so those, are, those are the adventure races. And so we were on an adventure race. And at the time, I'd been into the CrossFit uh, world for a couple of years. Yep. And um, we were paddling down the Etowah River. And I said, uh, hey, so you think you want to uh, join a bunch of guys or a few guys and uh, own a gym? It, it was more actually, so in retrospect, in, in thinking of like what actually happened in that conversation, in my mind's theater, it's Andy, there's this website you can go to and plug in your personal data and it'll give you an individualized workout for yourself. <laughs> Which, <laughs> yeah. Anybody who knows what CrossFit is, that is, that's absolutely opposite. Uh, it's totally opposite. CrossFit basically says, hey, it doesn't matter if you can't get up off the chair yourself or if you're an elite you know, fighter you know, who's been dropped off in the middle of the wilderness with an incredible objective that only a Navy SEAL can do, you should be doing the same exercise. Right. Which I know people think, wait, that's impossible. How can you do? Well, no, no. You scale intensity, yeah. not movement not movement so okay so that's let's just go ahead and start there so you sure. scale intensity so get, can you give me a couple different examples of scaling intensity like what can i sure. do to scale intensity yeah so and we do this all the time so if you have a coach that can help you it's great if you don't have a coach um you can well we don't do trial and error we do test and measure measure but you can schedule intensity in a couple ways so you can reduce the load or you can reduce the reps or you can edit the time. And then you also have scaling so we can change the movement in order to affect impediments like if your shoulder's messed up or whatever. So there's a lot of things you can do. And it's not something like, well, my knee hurts so I should never use my knees again because we've had people come to us and say that. But instead, we want your knees to work. So let's yeah. work around that. Yeah. And ultimately, let's work around that in a way that brings normal functional capacity That's right. back if we can. That's right. right. 
Yeah, and so and that's and so yeah. So we ended up. So we owned CrossFit gyms together. Uh, I think in all we owned three that we've, we've yeah. been part of you know, yep. jointly owning together at different times. Um, and then we've also uh, shared in a, a company that um, actually still to this day does a pretty good job of uh, hosting CrossFit competitions around the, the country and the world. Um, and Not only for normal competitors, but youth and masters. Exactly. I mean, which functional fitness across. All, all ages, yeah. Which is, which is what we're talking about here. So, so that's uh, so. I, yeah, I, I love that though. So, if we just pull back for a second and just kind of reiterate, then so it sounds to me like if we're thinking about exercise wisely, we're basically saying the longer you use it, the longer you go without losing it. Is that R safe to say? I would agree with that. <laughs> Definitely. Good deal. So yeah. So, <laughs> yes. So so and that's so I've been you know I'll just. Kind of, you know, just jump back now and talk. So youth, uh, so I grew up in a household, so my father was, was pretty active. Um, so go back to your youth first, though, uh, Dad. Um, you, so what sports were you involved with in 19, you know, not 43, because at that point you probably weren't doing any athletic, but maybe by no. 47 you were already starting to do something, you know, four years old or so. What? What's your, well, what's well I think at four years old, I was just running around the neighborhood. Okay. And so you weren't carrying golf clubs yet? No. <laughs> I, I lived in a small village in western New York, and we had sidewalks and streets and not a lot of people. So I rode yeah. a bicycle when I get, was old enough to ride around. And I'd go out in the day, and I'd be gone most of the day just riding my bike around town to see different sites and get familiar with where I lived. Then, as I got into high school, I... I've picked a sport. Football was my favorite sport, and I played four years of football. But the other part of the year, I needed to do something, so I tried track. And so for two years, I was on the track team. I was a pretty fast person. Nice. I yeah. thought. As a, <laughs> wait, as wait. A so freshman. you thought? So there's well, going to be a. I was the fastest one in my class. Oh, so there you go. I thought, gee, I'm pretty fast. Then I went to a few track meets, and they put me in with all the varsity and junior varsities, and I, geez. How come I can't beat any of these guys? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how a large pond changes everything. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so after two years of track, I said, I think I'll play tennis now. <laughs> so I went to the tennis team, and I was more competitive there than I was on the track. And yeah. you're, still, you're still playing tennis right now. Yes, I, I play tennis so twice I, a week now. No, well, I've got four kids, and we've grown up in soccer, but I've often pondered, should I have done tennis with them? Because not many people just break out into a soccer game. But it's very mm -hmm. true. you can tennis anyway. all of your life. I just made that a verb. You can tennis yeah, you until can tennis. whenever. Yeah. So yeah. I pole vaulted in high school and a tad oh. bit in college. And do you know how many how? people get together <laughs> for a pole vaulting <laughs> I'm match? I've sure pole vaulted a lot since, since uh, I mean, we, college. Yeah. I, my, my temper has pole vaulted with my teenage kids, but yeah, I have not. Yeah. You, don't, you, don't just, you don't, do you have a pole vault anywhere? Oh, do I have one? It's in, I guess. Of course I do. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> Matter of fact, I think the schools have, uh, many schools have discontinued that event due yeah. to insurance concerns. Yeah. I think so, it's outlawed. Yeah, I think yeah. that might be right. Yeah. Well, you can't say bad things either, by the way. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Had to throw that in. <laughs> uh, so, so, uh, so basically, so you told me that you rode a bike as a kid for activity. So I think if I could get like the whole audience to, hey, raise your hand if you rode your bike as a kid, it, we'd see a massive audience raise their hand. But I guarantee you... If we have a massive audience and we age stratify them in the room, so okay, if you're 10 and younger, you're over there. From 11 to 20, you're over here. 21 to 30, right? I have a feeling as we go further to one side of the room, everyone's got their hand up, and that's the older side. 
and that those the percentage of hands that are up decrease as technology has entered our world. Oh yeah. Right? As mm. we move out to this other side of youth, we're going to see that that number. Wait, bikes? Where do you ride a bike? So yeah, dangerous. So I got two wheels. It'll fall over. Exactly. Everyone. You, I, well, yeah, I want to ride a bike, but I don't want to wear that helmet. Well, that's true <laughs> right? too. Yeah. So like, there's all sorts of rules, right? And so I think the 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 one thing that I like though is that not to, you know we all rode bikes, but Today, you still go out of your way and you ride a bike, Dad, yes. uh, once a week. And I mean, obviously, it helps you're retired, so you don't have, you know, you don't have some busy schedule that day that you go. But it's pretty busy because, you know, now you got to go ride your bike somewhere because you live in Georgia. And Georgia decided that lower taxes was a good idea. And I would say I'm fully for that. I'm never going to live in New York again. Um, but the one nice thing about taxes in New York was they gave you like six foot shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like riding your bike and it's great. You're, yeah. you're waiting for the big truck to come by That's and give true. you a draft. <laughs> Not so much here. Here you're like, you're like just looking over your shoulder yeah. every second. You know, you think you hear something, you just dive into the weeds. Oh wait, it was it was a it was a bee flew by. Yeah, <laughs> I've actually it's funny you should bring that up because whenever I, I guess I've said it so much to my kids. Whenever we're driving and now they're driving, and uh, They'll point out, oh, why is that guy biking? He's got he's got six inches of shoulder. How I mean, yeah. what so, is that idiot doing on the yeah, road? Well, it's, it's not so much them being. It's don't they know that somebody's texting while they're driving? So they know yeah. the the truth is it's the driver yeah. who hey, is doing something bad. So let's take a pause. Good job educating your kids for them to know. Might have been brainwashed, but yeah. So, but that's, yeah same thing with me. So so I'll take a little aside. So so for some of my, my listeners, you guys have no idea that I'm blind in one eye, and that was a hockey puck injury. You know, I don't know, 13, 14 years ago or so. Um, there was a period, I mean, I guess that period of time is still now, but <laughs> there was a really bad period of time where I had incredible light sensitivity. And when I got back to it, I'm like, well, I'm gonna, I can drive now. I'm going to start driving. But driving home at night with headlights flashing at, shining at me, I couldn't do it. So I put on dark sunglasses, huh. which is really great for me. So the song to, was made for you. It was. Yeah. I totally wear midnight. Yeah. Thank you, Corey. <laughs> so as I'm driving, though, one time driving home, I, um, I, I saw a person walking well into the street. And I saw him at just enough instant of time to not kill this person. Oh, my gosh. And so from that point, I said, okay, we need to find a different solution. I'm not wearing sunglasses. So then I started propping little shade sure. in the side of the, you know, so that as the, as the car got closer, it would block them. Right, right, right. But that way I could still see. Yeah. So, okay. Um, that's a great aside, though, that nobody walking, like the idiot walking in the street, never thinks, yeah, people are driving. They'll see me. That's right, right. They, they don't right. think, oh, they're texting, or yeah, yeah. there's a blind guy who's going to come by right. and, and kill me today. So, right, right. so good job. So that's an aside. Nothing to do with fitness, but definitely something to do with longevity. It, it is. <laughs> it, it does. I mean, yeah. So, all right. Good. So, so, so pursuing. So, so the first thing I want to say then, so it's good that you, has, you started a habit, right? Uh, Dad. It doesn't come easy now. Really, right? So where do you ride your, your bike? Oh, we go down, take our bikes to the Silver Comet Trail. Which is how many miles from where you live? It's 20 or more miles, I think. So then to ride your bike 20 miles, you have to drive, drive. 40. Yeah. 20 there, 20 back. Right. Yeah. So, so I think the first thing that I would identify then is that there's one wonderful piece that is very clear to me as I see you in your life, and I see you in your life, and I see me in my life, and the thousands of people I've educated here in my office over the years, is that this word commitment is a pretty good part of the conversation right. if you actually want fitness. Right. It will never just fall on you easily. No, but um, 
Feebleness will. Feebleness will. It is chasing <laughs> us down. You don't, you don't have to look for that? No, no, it's coming. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I don't have to find that? So I think something that your dad's mentioning that is awesome is um, it's an easy... So I, I like to tell people... So I, one of the things I do is I own CrossFit Garage. And we talk to a lot of people and help them find their fitness, whether it's here or somewhere else. Actually, I do a little live broadcast on Facebook, and I, ha- I tell people, call me, I'll help you out. And I had a guy call in from Michigan to help me, fu- help me find him a gym in a state and city that I've never been to. Yeah. But it's anyway, so we want to help. Real quick, so what, that's on, what is the name of the Facebook page you put this uh, fit? CrossFit Garage. Just playing CrossFit Garage. Yeah. Like well, I don't know, search for CrossFit Garage. I know, you click on stuff anymore. <laughs> it changed the way it all looks, and like, I don't even yeah. know if By it's By the way, I named that, that gym The Garage. That was me that named it's it. It's true. Uh, but Wait, then, wasn't it Shane? No, Shane wasn't. He did, the, uh, he did the logo. He did the logo. So what I want to point out, though, that I think is a great step is, one, like you said, commit, but it's the accountability to that commitment, right? So we tell people all the time, if you really want your fitness to have success, you want coaching mentoring and accountability. So what your dad's got is a group of guys that get together to ride accountable, but then in the, in the, in the vein of building better habits, there's a habit, so it's, it's, the, it's the cue, the ritual, and the reward. So the cue is it's time to go, the ritual is I drive down with everybody else, but there's a reward at the end of the bike. What is it? <laughs> well, you feel good. Don't we you also go, to- go out to lunch. Yeah, yeah. so exactly right. You, you guys probably share a beer, right? Like, ah, I get a beer. You want a beer? That's good beer. Yes, you I got at least that one guy that, too. that yeah, gets a beer every time. I think. Yeah. Um, I, oh, oh, now he knows that we know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think that's awesome. So if you have some accountability, whether it's uh, a, per, uh, a friend, or if you're, you know, in an environment like you've got here, you. You and your staff keep a lot of people of accountability or, yeah. or keep them accountable, right? Definitely through our 60-day turnaround. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. And so it's that ability or those steps that you put in place that allow you to continue, right? Mm-hmm. And if you do these things, it's if you've ever read that, those, I love these two books, uh, Power of Habit and um, Atomic Habit. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, you know, the compound effect of a habit. So you do this three times a week, four times a week. It doesn't have to be like extraordinary. Well, actually, this is pretty extraordinary. You bike <laughs> a lot. But, I mean, even if it's you've done nothing, first thing you do is go to the mailbox. Yeah. That's, so, so, Dad, do you set goals every year for your fitness by chance? Uh, Just tell the truth. Not consciously. I no. don't think I do. No. That's what, yeah, if you had said yes, you were going to ruin my life. <laughs> Just say yeah, yeah. <laughs> that. Tell the truth. So, yeah, so you don't actually set goals. So, so the, what Annie just talked about here is having a habit, and uh, the Atomic uh, Habit book will help you understand the difference between goal setting That's right. and, and habits, because ultimately your goal is dependent upon some habits to reach that goal. Right. And so in the end, what's really cool about it is that if you, if you have the habits, you don't even have to set the goal to reach what it might have been. That's right. Because the habits will do it for you. Right. So I love goal setting because I think now, now I have the ability to actually measure what my habits are doing for myself. Right. But when you're 77 and you've been doing it your whole life, like who really cares about that goal? My goal is to mm-hmm. enjoy what I'm doing and not stop enjoying. Right. I think in 1983 I had a goal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to I love go it. for a ride on my bike. Yep. My boys were 15 and 13. Yeah. yeah. So I planned all that winter for a bike ride. So we took off in July. We, we lived up in Niagara Falls. Is this Niagara the one Falls. we run around the lakes? We rode our bikes around yeah. Lake Ontario. 
Yep. That is approximately 550 miles around That's Lake Ontario. <laughs> so it took us a week. It took us, oh, I was going to say it took us 24 hours. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah, no, not quite. <laughs> he still walks funny so, because of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And my youngest son led all the way. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm a little bit, awesome. He's a hyper kid, so yeah. he just he was in the Go. front. I'm yeah. a bit competitive too, and I just yeah. want to get things done. And I felt like we were going too slow the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so finally, I do like that the very end when we were coming home from Brockport. I knew the route, right? Now I know the route. Yeah. I know where I'm going. I'm going home. So I just took off, <laughs> and I got home. He Look, got home before we did. Well, in, in, in 1983, you wouldn't have been worried about him. In 2020, no, we worry was, about what happened to yeah, kid. I can't see him. Yeah, that wasn't a bad parenting moment. Then. No, no. It was, was a good parenting yeah, moment yeah. then. Today, yeah. totally, totally different. Yeah, throw you in the clink. Can't yeah. get your kid get away from you. He could have totally been stolen. You know? yeah. So <laughs> on, on that idea of goals, I, I like to throw out to people when they come asking, like, hey, how, how, do, you, how do you have fitness and longevity? And how do you, you know, what is it that'll, that'll help get you there? And really, it's if you have a really either good sticky why, and the sticky why could be like, hey, the doctor said you're going to dot, dot, dot. Well, that's a great sticky why. You come to fix that, and you're going to have great habits, and you will do what needs to be done. Or, so for, for me, I've got a uh, picture of the Appalachian Trail over on my wall. And I, one day, well, I think I'd like to do it, but I don't know. I mean, we'll see. One day, I'd like to hike the Appalachian Trail. And you either do it when you get out of high school or college in that kind of in-between time, which I'm past that, yep. or you do it when you retire. Yep. And so if I'm going to walk the Appalachian Trail, you know, You've got to be somewhat healthy and fit, right? Yeah. And yeah. then that's not a good goal to ignore for thirty years. <laughs> and then decide. And then decide. I'm gonna do it now. There was a movie on that. I think the guys did that particularly. Yeah. But so then the other one is in my mind. I've got that. I want to be able to coach my kids' kids in soccer when they're old enough. So what does that look like? Well, I mean, there's a there's a kind of mental picture of who I need to be. Yeah. And it also incorporates I should probably be coaching right now. Yeah, right. so you are. Yeah, and then I do. Yeah. But so these goals, those long-time ideas really help out. So having a good uh, uh, habit with a nice reward with lunch with the guys is great. Mm-hmm. For us on the uh, 40 to 50 you know, phase, be thinking, what do I want to be like? And either feebleness can chase you down and win, or you can fight yeah. and do stuff. I took up a new sport when I was in my 50s. Nice. I started playing indoor soccer. Ooh. No, I didn't have anything to do. During the winter, yeah, other than shovel snow, so <laughs> I started playing indoor soccer, and I did that for a few years. Then, in my 60s, they started playing hockey. The, the church had a hockey group. Yeah. So I started doing that. So bad question. But, real but ice. But you had done some hockey before that, though. So yeah, right, because that's what got me into hockey as a yeah. three-year-old. So as a Georgian, when you say hockey, I'm thinking roller skates or roller blades. Yeah, no, yes, ice. ice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, I'm just New I mean, York State. You can't see it, but he gave me a dirty southern or northerner. Yeah. yeah. I mean, People say roller hockey. We're like, what is that's, that hockey? That's not. Is right. that hockey? It is, but I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And for all of you who so. do play roller, I get it. It's pretty cool. That's <laughs> what you have, but in the end, it's not. It's not. ice. I don't know. I played that hockey until. I was 72. I thought, yeah. Gee, if I fall, I might get hurt. So I better stop. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and now, so the ice is pretty dang hard. Uh, yeah. Solid water has that effect. Yeah. They don't. They don't actually make it soft for no, some reason. I don't know. Right. Yeah. It's a tough <laughs> but, one. But uh, so yeah. So that's so that's that's a good segue back into so my youth coming up. Um, I played. I played hockey. That was my primary sport, and I played soccer as a secondary. But it was a lot less. I played it a couple years. Didn't play it for a few. Played you can't it for a couple more. Push enough people over in soccer for it to be legal. So that's why. Yeah, and I think actually <laughs> what got me back into it was uh, Joe Lenovich um, really saying, "Hey man, you got to come play on the team." Let's 
let's go try out. And so I was a freshman, and I went and played. And uh, you know, and Joe and I got to go play varsity some. You know, they picked, they pulled us up a few times too. So I like that. Um, but then there were a lot of hockey players. A lot of guys from the hockey team were playing uh, soccer as well. So that was their their other sport. So it was kind of cool. Yeah. And I I do recall there was a time when I think we were like we were probably playing four men down because of all the red cards that we got. Oh yeah. So see. we played soccer a little bit like hockey. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was pretty rough. Uh, I had I definitely had a few of those in my in my my career. But uh, but but. Yeah, so playing hockey, so let's just kind of go through the average person's story, right? The average person, they're younger, they're playing youth sports, it gets to high school, they play high school sports. If they're fortunate enough like I was, they can play some college sports as well, and then they stop. They stop. It all stops. Everything stops, life stops, now I'm working, um, I'm still decently fit because I'm left young over. enough that I've got some leftover fitness, yeah. right? And so I feel okay, it's fine for me not to, right. I'll just keep doing what I do, maybe I do a little bit of you know weekend stuff here and there, I go out and play some tennis. Oh, oh my back up. hurts a little yeah. bit, or my, yeah, my why exactly. does that? Because you're, but it's, yeah, yeah. But it's okay, I can, fight I, can, through. I can fight through, and then I suddenly can. you're showing up at the garage, and you're like, hey, yeah, so I'm 40, I haven't been doing anything, anything. since like 20 <laughs> or 21 maybe, and I really want to get fit again. That's right. right. And so the unrealistic expectation of many folks is it took me 20-ish years to get to this spot. Can you fix me tomorrow? Yeah. Like, I no. really want to be amazing like in a week. In a week. Yeah. Like, no. So I've actually – so I had this one conversation with the lady. It was pretty funny. Um, so I, I expected a no answer to this. But she's like, so I really want to lose some weight. I'm like, great. What are we talking about? And she's like, I want to lose like – it was a lot in a little bit of time, like 15 pounds in a week. I'm like, okay, so I am a wrestler, and I was expecting a no answer. I said, I am a, I was a wrestler, and I have seen people I've lose. Solution. Yeah, I've seen people lose 15 pounds in about four or five hours. You might die. Yeah. She's like, I'm do in. They, do they still make, <laughs> I'm like, no. Do they still make rubber suits? Yeah, no, no. You could, you could tell. As long if they don't see it, it doesn't count. Um, yeah. So she said yes. I'm like, no, no, no. no. That was a no. So okay. Trying to get a no out of you. Yeah. Let's talk about other stuff. But if it. So what I try to tell people is take the long view. Because it took you a while to get there, to unravel those habits, that's actually not too bad. So if you're taking away bad habits, that's one step, that's good. And if you're adding in good habits, well, then you're doubling down because you're taking away the negative and adding the good. So I don't know, like, you don't have to do these things, but I stopped drinking beer. Okay, that's maybe, I mean, okay, that's extreme, but that's a good habit. And then I started walking one more mailbox every day. Hey, that's a great habit, right? So then the other places that I see people really uh, shoot themselves in the foot is they go for uh, two extremes at one time. So they do something like a Swervo cleanse mm-hmm. as well as doing cro- two CrossFit workouts a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, so you don't have the calorie yeah. intake. So you can't do two hards at the same time, hard sweat, hard nutrition. <laughs> and they're like, I want to do it all. Like, how about yeah. we take nice, yeah. easy moderate steps, right? Have that long vision. So our, our motto in the gym is we want to be happy, health, or happy, humble, helpful people who want to be healthy and fit now yep. as well as when we're 90. So yep. we take those steps like your dad did. Smart, controllable steps. Bike, tennis. Mm-hmm. I mean, today he was saying that uh, you just lifted a ladder, climbed up the roof. Oh, yeah. Our shutter came down from the storm this past week, and uh, so I had to put it back up. Yeah, and so did you call somebody to do it? Oh, no, I don't call people to do anything. You've got, you got two sons that live local that are quite strong. They don't just... like ladders. No, I do. I don't have an yeah. issue with ladders. It doesn't bother him, but my other two sons, they, yeah. Yeah. they don't it's, like it's ladders. It's an interesting thing. So this is, I was talking to my, old, uh, my younger brother, uh, Mark, about this the other day. Dr. Mark is you know, my partner here. Um, and so I was talking to him and said, you know, it's funny how genetically 
there's there's an emotional and a genetic component here. This is weird because I look more like dad. You and Todd look more like mom. Um, you guys don't want to go anywhere near anything high. <laughs> like, you know, ladder could be a step ladder. Uh, whereas I love being on top of a ladder and seeing if I can stay on the ladder <laughs> the entire time we move the ladder around the side of the house, yeah. right? I'm jumping. On over. the top step. I'm like, I, I feel pretty confident that if, I mean, if I've seen it on TV. I could do it. Why can't I do that? You just put flex tape on it and you're good. I think the biggest thing that falls in the way of people being able to move a ladder around is fear. So if I go fearless, it's going to work fine. It's, I, That's how I feel. Yeah. So I, if, if, if I'm on a podcast with a lot of broken <laughs> stuff one day, whatever. But I look at my dad, I'm like, well, so far, he hasn't broken anything. So I think I'm, I'm good. I'm fine. No broken bones? You're not trying hard no, enough. No, I, I cracked a rib once, I think, playing oh. hockey. But yeah. uh, it maybe, wasn't broken. Maybe you're like Bruce Willis and unbreakable. Ooh. Hey, have you ever Should been sick? <laughs> never been sick. Yeah, did you take a day off of work? He's never taken a day off work. He might be. Maybe. So then who's your glass man? We need to go find the glass yeah, man. Uh-oh, trouble. He probably hasn't seen these movies. No, yet. this wouldn't be a movie. No, I don't know seen. what you're talking you're about. You're a superhero, basically. I yeah. Yeah, super, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's got monkeys. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I tried to watch that with my kids. They're like, what is going on? What are we watching? So, all right, cool. So, so um, getting back on track with where I was going. So then hockey for me, um, I kept it going, right? So I got out of, out, of, uh, out of competitive hockey in the college world, and I kept playing, and I kept playing, I kept playing, I kept playing. Um, and then I had found CrossFit at just the right time. So fitness, I was still working out in the gym, but I was kind of working out with the entire focus of trying to work out to improve hockey. And here right, I am, right. 30, you know, two years old or so. Like hockey isn't competitive, but it is. Man. I'm going to, to tournaments and I'm like, so I'm working out and I'm do, I'm literally doing like CrossFit style, um, uh, 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 geez, I just lost it. Uh, Workouts, inter- movements, inter- yeah, inter- interv- yeah, intervals. So like I'm squatting and I'm squatting for a minute, heavy, like just straight and then I'm, I'm racking for two. Squatting for a minute, racking for two because I'm trying to mimic a hockey. Sure. Like I'm playing for a minute, yeah. I'm sitting out for two. I'm playing for a minute, I'm sitting out for two. So, uh, so it's, it's, right, it's funny, but then I lost my eyesight from a hockey puck. And hockey got horrible all at once. And it was an interesting realization in that moment. I'm glad I have CrossFit because I love the competition of CrossFit now. Right. And I don't need to have depth perception <laughs> or full view <laughs> to, do. to do this. Yeah. So this is great. Yeah. And that became my sport. You know, I started yeah. competing in it. And it was, so it kept me going. And I think ultimately that's the thing that people have to, to do is they have to have some level of a habit that says... I am staying with this. Right. Really, they should have it right as they exit, whether it be high school or even if they didn't play high school sports before. Something that says fitness and activity is going to be part of my life forever, no matter what. But in lieu of that, you have great solutions at the garage. Sure. Where you take people in and bring them into this path where now it's like, okay. So I think that's, so if there's a takeaway for everyone listening, the takeaway was what, uh, what Andy put out there earlier, which was, it's not just accountability, right? What were the three things that you mentioned? Coaching, Coaching mentoring, mentoring, and accountability. accountability yeah, right? that's the recipe soup. That's good. Yeah. Recipe soup. Right? It's easy. It's and you know what the best way to fix your fitness when you've not done anything for 20 years? Not to do it all in a day? Well, that's actually true, but also to not be in that boat. Yeah. So just like you said, have a plan to do something, and by the time you're 40, you're like, huh. Not too bad. This works out. Yeah. This stuff actually works. And, and so I saw a post from a guy that was pretty interesting, and it, really, it hit me hard. It was like, uh, what did it say? It said, uh, uh, marriage is hard. Divorce is hard. Pick your hard. Obesity is hard. Fitness is hard. 
pick your heart. Yeah. I think it, the next one was something like debt is hard, financial security is hard, pick your heart. So the idea is, I mean, and it was actually yeah, pretty interesting awesome. to me. We put in time to be fit, and that is hard. But it's also hard to live a lifestyle of not. Yeah. And I think, too, one of the things that I will say, though, that is very true, though, about the person who never gives up or at least then gets there again on fitness is that the, the glide or the coast button actually works pretty well. Oh, yeah. Like there's been plenty of times where I've been injured and I'm really kind of having to pick and choose what I'm doing. And, man, you coast through, recover, even like the, the, the rotator cuff you know, surgery on my shoulder, not really doing anything with my upper body for six months. And then, you know, I'm back at it in very little time. Right. And I felt like, wow, I'm like, you know, strength is back. And right. I do all, I mean, it's just like, it's fine. It's really good. So I think that's a, it's a pretty amazing thing that if you are committed, you, you will have opportunity to coast at times and not always be just pushing extremely hard. So, that's right. So, uh, Dad, there was a time, I want to, talk to me now. Um, you kind of are in life and you're, you're, you're doing some things. You're playing some tennis here and there. You're, you know, you're active. We definitely were riding our bikes. That was a household thing. I grew up riding my bike, not just to get somewhere, but we would ride to go on rides, too. We, we had rides. Um, but you're not really doing anything at the time that's really what I would call strength training. I've never seen you really do any strength training. Is that, would that, is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. I did when I was a senior, junior, and senior in high school. That yes. was the we all only did. time. Only time. And other than that. So so looking at you, I wouldn't say, yeah, my dad's got a lot of extra muscle mass and he's really strong and big. And and I'd say that through all the years that I've known you, I would never have you know used that as an example. Um, however, I would always say that you are extremely functionally capable. Like, for example, you put the ladder up and you fixed the shutter yourself at 77 years of age. Uh, how high up did you have to go for the shutter? Was it a short one or is it up in the second floor? Well, it was floor? at the first floor, not okay. the second floor. So, yeah, but first floor for you, depending, was it in the front of the house? Yeah, front yeah. of the house. So the way the house, the way so the, the yard the slopes away. slopes yeah. away. Yeah. It's still two stories I had up. to put a couple <laughs> stones under the ladder to make it yeah, so there you go. He's, he's, now he's you guys are pebbles. Yeah. No helmet and pebbles. No Perfect. Helmet and pebbles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no parachute either. <laughs> no. So, um, so, so, but uh, going back a number of years, you know, I'm one of the owners of the garage at the time. You came into the gym, and there was something programmed in that day for the workout. And I think there were pistols. Remember pistols? One legged squats? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you didn't say that too. Well, I, I tried, but I don't think I could do it. Yeah, well, you couldn't go all the way down, but I think I what, can't what was amazing to me and to a number of people in the gym that day, they're like, wow, does your dad do this stuff? I'm like, yeah, only when he comes here to visit. At you know, the time you weren't living here, he's visiting. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, how's he doing that? Like, yeah, he's just fit. He's just he's active. He's functional. Where, you know, the next thing that came out of the person's mouth that was asking me about this was, yeah, I don't think my mom can get up off the floor. Right. And she's older than him. Right. right? Like she, or, I mean, younger than Younger, yeah. Yeah, other than mm. He's older than her. And it's like, yeah, it's a commitment. And that, so that's where, when we talk about fitness and, and longevity, like for lifetime fitness, you know, we talk about this in the functional fitness world, and you have this in the functional fitness world, which is the longer you can go without having to ask one of your kids or a nurse... To wipe your butt, yes. the better off you are. I mean, I'm happy to do it, but I think that's a great... <laughs> it's, and it's just, it's, I mean, because typically it will be a nurse, but guess what? There are times when the nurse isn't around. Yep. Right? And then it's like, wow, where's it, who's going to do this? And how am I going to get up off this thing? Right? I'm stuck here on this toilet. 
Those grab bars are there, but I don't got enough strength to pull myself up. But, but these are the realities of aging for the average person in America, and I'll use America or any of the 37 most industrialized nations, because of the lack of actually forced functional capacity. Sure. So. So good example at 77, like, and I look at you know you and your wife, you know my mom at 76, almost 77, and I think yeah great, they both work out, they're both doing good things. Um, this is this is what I signed up for. <laughs> I was hoping I wouldn't end up in a situation where hey okay so I've moved you in, I added an elevator to the house for <laughs> right. you, and now I'm here to wipe your butt. <laughs> he would do it though. He would do yeah, it. Don't think that I wouldn't. Yeah, I, uh, but I actually probably wouldn't. I'd get Mark to do it. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty feisty too. I don't know, but. It it is. It's a. It's. It, I mean, you don't think about that right now. At what am I? Forty six. It's well. It is actually on my mind. But it's. It's not something that we typically are pondering. Like, hey, what does it look like when I'm ninety? But the worst thing you can do is not have a picture of your future, yep. and understand who you want to become. Because if you don't have a picture, then you become whatever it is, and unfortunately feebleness is chasing you down it is and it's in all the hard stuff that you just said right so is debt and and, and having yeah. no cash that's chasing you down feebleness is chasing you down uh, obesity is chasing you down or even if you know you get older and you just start losing weight like crazy like a lot of people do then um skinny fat is chasing sure yeah do, do some squats do some squats do some squats so, so I think that there's something that your dad's got going that I think many people miss out on too is this um, idea of competition or sport so CrossFit puts out a pyramid of like, I guess it's like a food pyramid, but the athletic pyramid. Mm -hmm. First thing is nutrition. You can't out sweat a bad diet, so fix your nutrition. Yep. And then there's metabolic conditioning. And then there's, that's like just jogging, sweaty stuff, whatever. Then there's yep. gymnastics, weightlifting, and the pinnacle of everything is sport. sport. So everything that you do continues to allow you to play tennis. Or like you said, I learned a new sport at 50. Man, that neurological adaptation, that's humongous. I can't say that word again, but yeah. that's, that's <laughs> So learn something new, and it keeps your brain firing, keeps your nervous system firing, and it keeps you growing yeah. and away from feebleness. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, I think there's something to say about um, what that does for, for mental capacity, too. Oh, right? yeah. As you pick up new sports, new activities, um, the, the confidence to win in other areas of life goes way up. Yeah. Um, and we see that constantly with people that really gain weight loss, you know, control over their diet. Suddenly, you know, they've got their best year as a salesman that they had. Oh, yeah. Because now nothing gets in my way. That's right. I can conquer that. You know, the phone doesn't, it's not as scary anymore. Like, oh, I got that one call. Okay, I just got to get myself ready for that call. No, it's like, I can do anything. Right. I walk through the, 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 the pile of cookies in the break room. <laughs> right. I didn't even look at it. So I can definitely call this guy and close this deal. Right. So I think that, you know, that kind of mentality just follows us when we, um, when we, when we force it into ourselves through the things we have control over. It's just hard control. It's right. Hard stuff. All right, cool. Um, so parting comments. Uh, what I want to do last then. So Glenn, so here you are. You're 77. You currently play tennis a couple times a week. You have very few connected uh, tendons in your rotator cuff, by the way, right? That's correct, yes. Is, we think one of those rotator cuff muscles is still attached correctly, or is it two maybe? The right arm is pretty good. I got two there. Okay, good. Just all four are gone here. Okay. So you play lefty then? No. Oh, you should learn lefty then. <laughs> I could yeah. probably try. Yeah. yeah. I, once in a while, I have to throw it There you go. Hey, that's great. You're amphibious. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then the reason why I led, I led with that, uh, you know, putting that realization out there for people then is so um, from here, 77 to 90, let's say, 
Um, and by the way, so, so uh, my grandmother, Richard's uh, dad's mom, lived to 100. So she wow, got that's awesome. good longevity there. And then my other grandmother, she's 96 now, still alive. Wow. So on the women's side, we've got lots of positives. <laughs> so hopefully it trickles down over here. Um, but just, just like your hair, that's hereditary on your yeah, mom's side. So I'm, good. I'm assuming. On the mom's side, yeah, it's yeah, perfect. Yeah, it's dark yeah. hair. It's and long fall. life, right, yep, yeah. So it's good. Yeah. But no, but but so the, the reason why I brought that up, I mean, so you don't have you. In other words, you have plenty of reason to not play ten tennis. Like, ah, oh, I don't have the, the tendons; they're all torn in my rotator cuff. I should go get surgery and be out for you know twelve months or two years or who knows how long it would be if you try to fix them all. But instead, you haven't, and you still continue. So then, from here to ninety, do you perceive any any excuses getting in the way of your fitness from here to ninety? No, I, I play tennis with a few men that are in their 80s now. Oh, so that's I, awesome. You know, I see men doing this in their 80s. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen a 90-year-old doing it. Do you crush it. them? <laughs> <laughs> well, you try not to be too... <laughs> <laughs> he wins I'm, gently. That's true. I might be an old man someday. <laughs> I like that. Great yeah. mentality. I know. I always thought, I'll take up golf when I get older. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not there yet. Yeah, it's not there. Yeah. I love that. Well, that's frustrating. I played that, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, first time in a long time. It's like, wow. If I, if I, and I enjoy golf. A, I don't enjoy 18 holes of golf. Way no. too much time. Yeah. Uh, and then B, also, just I got went so downhill. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I don't know, probably won't really pick up golf again. Um, all right, good answer. I like that, and that's what I expected to hear. Um, so Andy, I know that you have had to kind of navigate some injuries yep, as well yep, yep. um so you're kind of you're kind of watching out for knee stuff yeah so and you've done some things to try to assist this knee yeah i guess the question i have for you at 46 years old do you see a life where your knee is not an issue um ahead of you ever or you think it's gonna you know you can overcome that yeah the the real quick story on the knee is i was fit enough to race in a couple 24-hour venture races and i had junk caught in the cleat of my bike and I went to get out, and I was so fit, I ripped my own tendons. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that hurt. So, um, yeah. But uh, interesting, much like what you're saying about with your eye and, uh, and CrossFit and mobility and shoulders and so forth, this, the, there's not a lot of side-to-side -side movements. So I can do everything in CrossFit, except I try not to uh, do jump ropes, which weirdly good at it, but because yeah. it does kind of impact the – MCL or whatever it is, yep. torn ligaments, all of, those, all of that. Yeah. And um, I do box steps. But it, the great thing is I can continue to stay fit. I could, I'm pretty sure with the right mindset, I can be doing fitness, CrossFit, whatever, yeah. um, forever, and adding sport and fun into it. And when you run, if you, if you were to run just in a straightforward path, Yep. Fine, no problems? Or it's, it uh, it's, it's weirdly getting better. So I went to the surgeon, and the surgeon wants to cut, but this surgeon said, hmm, I'm not going to cut you. So when the cut guy says, I get money when I cut, but go home, yep. you're like, hmm, that's interesting. So it's been getting better. Yeah. Uh, you're right, though. I don't, like, turn much. And in soccer, I always use my left foot. And so the other day, I kicked with my right just by accident. No good. And it didn't hurt. All right. So awesome. it could be coming back, but I am still favoring. Yeah. And that's, I've had that. So I have a pretty massively torn meniscus on MRI from a few years ago or two years ago. Um, I imagine if I were to re-MRI today, I'd find that it's healed and reduced, as they call it, for, right. for a meniscus. Um, significantly because of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It was when I kicked a ball. And that's my left foot. So thank goodness it's not my, my, you know, my right. dominant foot. Um, Right. Yeah. So, and, and, and I didn't do much for my knee outside of fitness and fish oil and some other stuff. And my wife's an oil lady, so I put some, I have newt on my leg and stuff. The one thing that I did do, yeah, whatever, I'm like, I'll do it. I was in. Um, 
uh, I believe Yancey upstairs here at your office does PRP. Yep. And absolutely. we did do PRP. Yeah. And um, I did notice uh, a difference during those course of injections. Yeah. And pl it's platelet-rich plasma. They just take your blood, spin it, and shoot the gooey stuff back in you. Yeah. And I think I might do some of that uh, actually for my Achilles, which is another current issue that I have that is fun. Just had an MRI that was quite revealing. So, uh, but, but in that, so the point is, though, regardless of where you are, so... It's not like, you know, you should be listening like, yeah, but I got all this stuff. No, no, no. we, we are so screwed up. Yeah, yeah. Like, we are really screwed up. Um, and we just work around being screwed up. Yeah, because you, you don't want to, to not sit down, stand up, use your shoulders. Hey, Glenn, don't use your shoulder anymore. I mean, that, what kind of solution is that? I'm, I'm a wellness chiropractor who has adjusted over 500,000 times. I've seen an endless number of people, and I can tell you, I have seen way too many times the person who tried to wait out an injury and through oh, that yeah. gained 40, 50, 60 pounds, lost all fitness, and never, never got better. Right. I thought, well, I'm just going to wait until I get better. Mm. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do that. Do, so. do something now. If you're not doing anything, walk to your mailbox today. If that's okay, tomorrow walk to the next one. If you feel okay, go to the next one. Until you get to the mailbox, you're like, that's, that's enough. And then do that for a week. Next week, add one more mailbox. Yeah. Do something. Perfect. Parting wisdom from Andy. I like it. Dad, Glenn, anything you want to part with? Just keep pushing. If you, uh, you, know, if you want to be active, you've got to be active. That, that's it. That's, yeah. that's beautiful advice, right? If you want to. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that's pretty much it. You're right. You want to be active. You got to be active. If you want to lay in the bed when you're 90, then yeah. start, start now. Yeah. If you want to be walking and mobile and wiping your own rear, yeah. start now. Yeah. You probably won't actually get to be lying in the bed at 90 because you'll be gone before then. So. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Great podcast. Uh, hopefully, this information is going to impact people in incredible ways. Please come back and join us again. And... I think you forgot to hit record. Peace out. Oh, dang it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys.